0: foodcast brought to you in part by the hills market and the hills market downtown offering fresh local foods from the hills market to listeners in worthington and now in downtown columbus from local produce artisan cheese to ohio beef and wine to go with any meal Hills' new location downtown is at 95 North Grand Avenue. More on the web at hillsonthego.com. And brought to you in part by DNO Incorporated, purveyors of Ohio-grown produce and ready-to-eat fresh-cut fruits and vegetables to grocers, restaurants, institutions, caterers, and nutritional meals for students of Central Ohio schools. More at dnoinc.com. I'm Johnny DeLaRoto. I'm Jim Ellison. I'm Bethia Wolf. I'm Andy Diaz, and this is FoodCast. Today on FoodCast, we are talking to Jenny Britton-Bauer about her new book, um, Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream Desserts. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people are familiar with the first book, the James Beard award-winning book. Um, And you may have had a chance to see the new book, but we're just going to talk a little bit more about some of the inspiration from it, how to use it, um, and maybe just kind of about dessert in general a little bit today.
1: Well, hello, Bethia. It's nice to be with you.
0: Just before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about how this book is different um, to the last book in that um, you really want people to have fun and kind of use your kind of ideas and building blocks and then go from there so can you tell us a little bit more about that and just kind of how you anticipate using this book at
1: home so the book is um well you know everything in the book goes with ice cream it's meant to be an ice cream centric cookbook but i think of ice cream as like the accessory to the sweater right so you learn how to make this one sort of cake and then you can you can you can shape shift the cake into multiple different kinds of cake um, and then choose the ice cream to go with it um, so let's just say you make um, the lady cake, for instance, which is just a very simple, beautiful cake in the book. Um, what you know, what ice cream you choose to go with it can sort of change the conversation. So whether you tra- you know you serve it with ginger yogurt or um, the salty vanilla frozen custard, and maybe some chocolate sauce or um, some raspberry sorbet, you have a very different dessert. But then you also have these other options that kind of. Um, live between the pages of the book. If you're using the sort of frosting from the back of the book and you and you make two lady cakes and layer them up, you can make like a coconut cream cake and then serve that with the ginger yogurt, and it's a beautiful thing too. So it's kind of a foundational sort of sort of book, and then um, a lot of the the most beautiful things kind of live outside of it and and depend on what your where your imagination takes you.
0: You you mentioned the salty vanilla custard, and I have to confess that I am completely in love with that. I don't know how many pints of it we've bought. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that, because is that the first custard you've done?
1: No, we make custards every once in a while, especially like, you know, around the holidays when we do like a, an eggnog flavor. That's always a custard. Um, we've done some things like sabayon ice creams and, and, and various ones throughout the years that have sort of needed that sort of extra egginess or whatever. And it's part of the flavor and, um, and it builds a little bit of texture, too, that's slightly different. Um, so we wanted to get that in the book. Just as a base for people to use, because I do think that sometimes you want that extra richness that egg yolks provide. Uh, not that cream isn't rich enough, but it's just a different flavor. Um, and so, um, but the flavor itself, salty vanilla custard, is um, in part inspired by the the um, the pudding that the, the that is in the Schmitz cream puffs. I don't know if you've had those recently. It's worth a drive down, because. Um, I mean, who doesn't want a Bahama Mama anyway or whatever? But, you know, that cream puff is is weird. Like, it's so good. Uh, and when you're eating it, you notice pretty right off the bat that the filling is not just vanilla, not just sort of eggy, but it's really salty in a really delicious and extremely addictive way. I actually did have one last Saturday,
0: so I've had it very recently. Um So obviously the custard is one of the different bases that's in this book. I know that um, something people have been talking about um, completely on the other side is that there is now a
1: vegan ice cream recipe. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I want to make a vegan ice cream or a lactose-free ice cream, um, obviously for people who can't eat dairy. And I meet all of them. They all come up to me and ask me to make that all the time. So that's a request I get often. Problem is it's really hard to do. And um, I have very, very high standards when it comes to that. And so we just kind of put it on the back burner every year. And this um, was a chance for me to really get in and, and spend a lot of time experimenting and seeing if it was possible for me to make, you know, the best vegan ice cream base out there on a home machine. And it turns out, I think it is. Uh, when I passed it, I mean it took, it took months, if not a year, a full year to develop. Um, when I passed it around, this final version in our office, uh, it didn't say a word about it, just the vanilla version. Um, everyone thought it was delicious. No one suspected that it was dairy free. And so I didn't want to call it dairy-free, lactose-free, vegan ice cream because that sounds, in my mind, disgusting or at least not um, celebratory and pleasurable. Um, So I called it creme sans I don't speak French. It's meant to be sort of an American fancy word for, you know, um, a beautiful ice cream that's not made with any milk.
0: And I, I assume that that one is pretty versatile for people to kind of take it,
1: let their imagination run with it. It is very versatile. You can add... Um, pieces of like I could you know you could add pieces of candy and cake um, you can make different flavors um, out of it I give a recipe for our salty caramel of course um, there's a lot you can do with it um, and it's um, and and it's just got this gorgeous texture and you can also serve it of course with desserts and it melts wonderfully um, onto cakes and things like that too and, and actually in the recipe in the book I also give recipes for um, how to make things um, gluten-free you know I mean um, I want you to be able to have a dinner party for all of your friends and have everybody over and everybody enjoy the same plate of dessert um, without having to give, you know, somebody who's intolerant of whatever it is, something different. You know, I stay in the book without having to have your, your one friend have to have a pile of grapes from the cheese board. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, feel, I just felt like I wanted to make sure that there was at least a couple of desserts in there. There's also a sauce in the back of the book that I call burr sauce, B-R-R-R like you know again i don't speak french but it's the french word for butter is burr. um so anyway oh, it's it's delicious it's a salty caramel sauce and i you make it and you would not you could not you cannot tell that it was not it's not um full dairy full butter version of a salty caramel sauce it's delicious so just the creme sundae the burr sauce and a fresh banana is like the perfect sunday excellent
0: um I know that for Mother's Day you did the cream puff with the salty vanilla custard. Um, uh, can people expect to see any other desserts making their way into the scoop shops if they if they don't want to actually make them at home?
1: Um, not in the you know a full sort of not in their full version. I mean not a full cake kind of thing. But I think we've done that in the past. We've done you know the stout cake um, with a with a Sunday. And I think um, you sort of yeah we'll always kind of we'll do it here and there um, as we can. But. Um, my hope is that people will make these desserts at home, and um, and and also make ice cream. But you know, we're here for you if you don't want to make the ice cream. <laughs> I, I have I have to admit, with the first book, I tried making it. You know, I did make some myself, and I was like, no, I think I'll just keep buying it. Right. You know, I mean, I do think that ice cream is um, it really does change the conversation at the table and at um, and then your dessert. So you know, you can spend a little time putting together a wonderful apple crisp when apples are in season. It's very easy to do. And then go buy a coriander ice cream um, instead of vanilla maybe and, and see what that does to your dessert. It's a really fun uh, way to, you know, after you've eaten a big meal with your friends, you know, kick up the conversation a little bit um, by doing something a little bit unexpected. And I think ice cream can be that sort of unexpected element in something that's very classic. Just kind
0: of curious, just kind of the process of writing the book. How long have you been working on this one for? Uh,
1: about a year. Um, and, it's, um, and it's all hands on deck for a year. It's a big, huge project. I feel like I just go underwater um i'm I'm spending pretty much every day in the test kitchen we've got I've got two um assistants there uh and then and then I wrote the book too so I'm not a writer, so I hope nobody expects it to be perfect in that way but um but I learn a lot when I write and I do expect I have high standards for writing um and i and i and I know that I don't meet them all usually but um but it's hard you know it's hard to not be a writer. And to try to write something you know to have that sort of vision and try to get that in the pages and I have a lot of respect for for writers you know as a result of writing these two books and
0: by the end of kind of a process like this where you're so immersed in dessert do you get to a stage where you're just kind of craving salty things and you're kind of done with dessert or are you always kind of still coming up with new ideas and think oh I wish I could have put that in the book
1: that happens um, every day that there is, I would say every single day there's a new idea of like, oh crap, I wish that was in the book. I wish I could have gotten that in there. Something that's either from days, you know, before that we've done that I just forgot or, um, or new ideas for desserts. However, having a job like mine, eating as much ice cream as I do, and I do eat a lot of ice cream and I always, I truly love it, um, and sweets. And just yesterday, I was a pistachio vera. So you know, bringing back sweets to the opposite. It's not even just ours, but um, but I, it does make me crave salty. And um, and for me, I almost think of that as as my dessert. So I crave vegetables and salt. I crave even more um, curry. Um, so so sometimes I'll go to Ab India, which is very close to where my test kitchen is here, um, and I'll get a plate of cucumbers and I'll just soak it in one of the one of their curries. And it's like, almost like the antidote to eating too much ice cream or eating too many sweets. Just, I was going to ask you kind
0: of almost segue into it for me, but I was curious, like, do you go out and order dessert? So if you go out to dinner somewhere, do you look at the dessert menu or do you just feel like I have enough desserts? I don't need to eat anymore.
1: Um, When I go out to dinner, I always look at the dessert menu, but by looking at it, it's almost like I can taste it and it's enough for me. I almost never order dessert out at a restaurant. But what I will do often, and pretty much always, is order an extra appetizer. or think of, Because that's how I sort of think about it. When I'm treating myself at a restaurant, you know, for instance, at 3rd and Hollywood, I'm not going to go there unless I can get the, the artichokes, you know, and the pimento dip and, you know, you know, two other things on their menu or whatever. And so I sort of think about um, my, how I'm structuring my dinner differently. I'm thinking I'm probably not going to have dessert, but I will have the extra appetizer. Obviously, you're about to go off on
0: this a big book tour. I've seen the map of kind of stops all over the country. Um, are there any particular places or things that you're excited
1: to about visiting on the book tour? Everywhere. I, I have a, some really fun events in New York coming up at some restaurants. I have a wonderful... I have a friend in Portland who has a great restaurant. Her name is Jen Lewis. Uh, she's actually been to Columbus, and she, she's done some cool stuff. And so I'm going to do an event in her restaurant. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm just looking forward to getting out there. I think the book... Um, needs some explaining, and I love that about it. And I also love that when I get out um, in the world, I, um, I can, I can, you know, I, the the, mo- the number one number one and two questions that I get are um, about how I got started, and then um, how to sort of um, do a business. You know, business questions, and both of those questions for me, the answers come back to Columbus, or they start with Columbus and end with Columbus. Um, and so I think that's a really fun thing to be out on the book tour and telling people who think that they live in the best city in the entire world that, um, you know, you want to start a business, be inspired, um, get, get funded, get inspira- inspired, you know, come to Columbus, Ohio. And I mean, I truly it's not it's not because I'm I, I'm a paid ambassador for the city or even that I have I feel any other reason to do that except just that um, it's it's in my heart and it's the truth. So uh,
0: kind of that leads on, I was going to ask you, like, when you're away and traveling a lot, are there any things kind of, I guess, you know, specifically kind of food related things about Columbus that you miss that you look forward to having when you get home?
1: I think um, it's possible that everybody at this point knows that I um, sort of live and breathe by the pistachio vera um, rye croissants and marmalade. I don't know. I I just feel like I'm talking about it all the time on my my Instagram feed and, and out in the world. So that I definitely miss. I mean, I love croissants in the morning and and marmalade, and theirs are particularly unbelievable. And um, yeah, sure. I mean, I I one thing that my, one of my favorite salads or one of my favorite dishes. It happens to be a salad in Columbus right now is the um, uh, the radicchio salad at Third and Hollywood. It's like four ingredients, but it's so addictive. Um, it's like the bitterness from the radicchio. It's like fried shallots and then um, some arugula, and it's just unbelievable and i really really do miss that um and you know i'll just miss being home i mean there's no question about that
0: the book is definitely great and encourage people to go out have fun i think especially in the summer in ohio it's going to be a great time for people to use it because there's so much fresh fruit and wonderful things they can play around with with the desserts we were talking about kind of pairing different flavors you know not just putting vanilla with the desserts do you have any kind of sneak peeks of summer flavors that people can look forward to
1: um, in the stores this summer Oh, absolutely. Uh, We have a wonderful summer collection coming up. It's all inspired by the Midwest. And this is part of my sort of mission to, as I'm on book tour, to to constantly bring it home. Um, So all of our ice creams that we're doing this season are inspired by the Midwest. And I'm originally from Peoria, Illinois, which is truly the Midwest. Columbus is on the verge of the Midwest. Um, So we have a a Rock Mill ice cream, Rock Mill Cezanne ice cream, which is amazing. And then I'm putting... um, um, toasted and and salted sunflower seeds and golden flax in it so you get this really like sort of sunny seedy yummy flavor um we have a pineapple upside down cake buttermilk yogurt so it's a lot like our key lime pie one that we have right now which is different than our other yogurts it's like thicker and denser because of the buttermilk it's amazing so that's pineapple upside down cake and uh and we're going to stuff that into this beautiful yogurt Oh, one of my favorite ones this summer is Cherry's Kickapoo. Kickapoo was a state park that I used to go to when I was a kid. There were two state parks. One of them was was Jubilee State Park, and the other one was Kickapoo State Park. So I felt like, you know, Cherry's Jubilee is a real thing. So we're going to do Cherry's Kickapoo, and it's going to be the Midwestern version of something cherry. So it's like this roasted uh, cherry ice cream with um, caraway, Um, and it's beautiful. Uh, So we have those coming up, and then we're working on a really beautiful holiday campaign, too.
0: Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, I know the book is available in the scoop shops um, as well as all of the usual kind of book sellers and bookstores, um, and um, I'm sure people will be excited to have a look at it.
1: I feel like I ought to give a shout out to the Bookloft in German Village because they are amazing. They've got just like what I call the mother load of, um, in stock down there, and I went down and signed them all yesterday. And um, I just um, thank them for their support and all of the local bookstores. Excellent. So the Book Loft, and then people can pop over and get a cream puff from Schmitz. Oh, there you go. And you know, that rye uh, croissant too, too from uh, Pescesce Vera. <laughs>
0: and of course, you have your own scoop shop in German Village. So people can do their own little dessert tour and pick up a book um, and have a great afternoon in German Village.
1: Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>